Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. John and Ken Show. John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll give you the Ukraine-Russia update this hour. Of course, the big story was the speech to Congress by the Ukrainian president. But there's also a few other things that happened. Putin made his own appearance and talked tough about traitors, about the West, about the propaganda he believes is out there against his country. We'll get into all these things coming up. All right. We're now going to talk to Richie Greenberg out of uh, the San Francisco area. He is the recall organizer for Chesa Bodine, the uh, district attorney up in San Francisco, who is uh, their version of George Gascon. He may actually be worse, uh, and uh, they have done a uh, they have recall effort. He's she's, he's going to be on the ballot, and they have some polling out for the first time. We're going to see real yeah, numbers. Yeah, June seventh is the vote. So let's get Richie Greenberg on. Uh, no. Welcome. How are you? Hey, uh, thanks for having me on again. I am doing great. We're ecstatic. We're getting the champagne bottles primed and ready for June seventh. Yeah, it looks good based on this poll. Describe uh, the poll and give us the numbers. So uh, a very reputable national company, EMC Research, did a poll uh, a few weeks ago, and they polled 800 likely voters in San Francisco across the political spectrum, Democrats, independents, Republicans, uh, both uh, phone interview polling and online. Uh, some of it was in English, and they also asked the Chinese voters as well. So they were trying to get a broad spectrum. And the results do not look good for Chesa Bodine at all. Uh, we find that uh, there's two-thirds of likely voters are going to vote him out of office, which is fantastic. Uh, that support uh, among Democrats, registered Democrats, was 64%. Uh, the preliminary report that came out today uh, did not mention Republicans, but we all know that Republicans are going to vote to recall him in even greater percentage, greater numbers. Uh, what we found, what the uh, reading through the report and what the uh, the pollsters found is that uh, voters are unhappy with Bodine, which we know. Uh, even those who aren't entitled to vote, we know that they're not happy as well. And neither are tourists to San Francisco, business owners, 
No one's happy with him. 70, almost 75% have an unfavorable opinion of Bodine, which is, which is uh, unbelievable. Uh, 78% gave him a negative job performance rating. Uh, the numbers look fantastic. Uh, I, I, I just, we can't imagine a scenario now where Bodine would survive this recall. Yeah, it seems to be across the board, uh, young voters, all, uh, old voters, Democrats, non-Democrats, and, and, and they're upset with him uh, for all kinds of reasons. 73% disagree that he's keeping San Francisco safe. Uh, 61% say he's responsible for the rising crime rates in San Francisco. 69% say he disagrees. Uh, they disagree with the idea that he does what's best for the community, and it, and it goes on and on. Uh, that that uh, doesn't look like he's got a way out of this. It doesn't look like he has any strength uh, in any category. That That's correct. And even looking at the poll where they talked about specific categories of crime, 83% were upset about the handling of car and home break-ins, almost 80% public drug use, and so on. Uh, this is uh, a moment for, for Chesa Bodine, a reckoning uh, whether or not he had any idea that his restorative justice, and I'm using that in air quotes, restorative justice mm-hmm. philosophy that he was trying to impose on us. Uh, I, I don't know if he figured that it would be such a, a dismal uh, response here. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, about about 80, 85 days left until the recall election, and uh, we're we're really we're really ecstatic. You know, it's interesting. Uh, this uh, polling agency also uh, put in a couple of tweaks where they uh, respondents were presented with reasons to support a recall, and that slightly pushed up uh, the numbers favoring the recall. But when they gave pe- reasons to oppose a recall, <laughs> that. Moved hardly anyone. Hardly at all. It was yeah. only sixty-six thirty-three. It was it was still yeah. in favor of a recall. <laughs> even when yeah, you tied yeah. him, even when you tied the recall organizers to Donald Trump, it didn't yeah. move the needle. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Uh, that they, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, and and uh, that seems to be such a minor factor now. Uh, uh, they were trying the same thing. Uh, Chess's uh, camp here in San Francisco are trying the same tactic that uh, Gavin Newsom was using last September, calling this a Republican recall, a Republican effort, uh, that seemed to be of little importance in this yeah. in this well, poll. It sounds absurd on its face, the connection between Trump and Chesa Bodine. I mean, that, that's... Uh, what? I, uh, I, I mean, I, I just can't believe how, how they kept beating that horse beyond the horse's death, the idea that there were so many closet Republicans running around San Francisco. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Richie, how does this work? Is there a question two to replace him? Uh, no, it's it's different from how the uh, Gavin Newsom attempted recall uh, worked uh, in San Francisco. The rules are where if uh, the question, shall he be recalled if it wins, which it's going to, uh, then the mayor will appoint a interim DA, a replacement until uh, a until a uh, an election can be held, and at that point, that's when we will see a whole bunch of those who want to replace Chesa now throw their hat in and they'll start campaigning. Uh, we don't know the exact date that a recall, I'm sorry, that a replacement election would be held. But we did see already now there is one individual 
the uh, the son of uh, of Angela Alioto. So the Alioto is a famous family in San Francisco. This this uh, yeah, there was Joe Alioto. Uh, and so there's another Joe. There's the son or grandson. Uh, he threw his name in the hat a couple of a couple of weeks ago. So he's the first one that declared himself a replacement. Hopeful uh, that will actually prosecute, and that's yeah, what we need a say, prosecutor. He's a famous name, but is he normal? <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. And uh, I'm sure that uh, this time, San Francisco voters are going to pay. Great attention, close attention to the platforms, what each of these uh, candidates are going to uh, uh, promise to do, and uh, we'll vet them up and down, inside I, out. You know, I hate yeah, to... We should also point out the mayor supports the recall. London Breed does, right? Well, you know, she has, up until just a few days ago, refused to uh, commit one way or another publicly. Uh, I mix that up. She, yeah. she supported the school board recall. That's right. Right. Yes, she yes, also she, did. She, she also trashed George Gascon as he was leaving town. <laughs> yeah, but you see, that didn't really help very much. We were yeah. warning you guys. Everyone was no, warning no. you no, down in don't. L.A. Uh, I know. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I hate to talk as if this is a done deal because uh, you know you want to wait till the yeah vote. you got turnout but and what, everything to work. What about. is dooming Bodine? Was it one case that grabbed everyone's attention, or is it the steady daily grind of crime? That's right. It's a steady daily grind. Uh, you know, the recall effort was not launched until one year after he assumed office. So we saw day in and day out all of these gaps and, and him letting letting uh, drug dealers out. And there were beatings and a few killings and and left and right. Uh, everything just added up on, on top, piled up uh, until we launched, started launch uh, the perdition uh, signature gathering. So, you know, he earned he earned this recall. This wasn't something that was unexpected. Um, and he just made mistakes left and right. His arrogance, this is the problem, complete and total arrogance, uh, deflecting, finger pointing elsewhere, never saying he was sorry for anything, uh, and, and just blaming everyone you can't imagine who he was blaming. Hi, <laughs> Richie. Oh, uh, well, we hope to talk to you again in June with the big vote. Thanks for coming on. Well, uh, of course. Pleasure to be here with you. Hi, Richie Greenberg in San Francisco, one of the recall organizers for that DA, San Francisco District Attorney Chase Bowden. Here's a, and, and here's uh, a poll says he's in deep trouble. The vote is June 7th. Here's a listen. Never elect as a DA the son of convicted terrorists. Yeah, that's... that's you know, uh, just, I know people don't like blanket statements. I want a stereotype, but I'm just saying... Any child of uh, convicted terrorists, uh, don't make him a DA. Uh, he might want to get some revenge. Yeah, uh, that's a non-starter. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we will have an update on the L.A. County recall effort against the DA, George Gascon. At 5.05, they put out a news release today that they're on their way with the signature gathering. The former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley will join us at 5.05. We'll talk about Ukraine-Russia coming up after 4.30. Uh, it's a sad story for the people in Fresno. It looks like Fresno City employees got fished, spelled with a P-H-I-S, yeah. Back in 2020, although the word's just coming out now, 
they were wiring large sums of money to what they thought was a contractor building a police station. The money never reached the contractor. In fact, they found out about it because he came to them and said, I'm going to stop working because I haven't been paid. They lost more than $600,000. This is in 2020, but uh, they claim they didn't come public about it because there's a federal investigation that's ongoing. <clears throat> so they had originally reported a $400,000 loss. Now they're saying it's a $600,000 loss. They say, though, the fraudsters are in the U.S., um, because there was some question as to whether or not this was like the old Nigerian scammers that got them. <laughs> well, I mean, it, the fraudsters are worldwide, and there's there's thousands, maybe millions of them. This the goes fraud on all day. did involve an out-of-country bank account, though. So they're still trying to investigate where the money went, I guess. But yeah. uh, You know, it, it's really easy to do. It's, it's really easy to put together uh, a system to uh, get people yeah, to would... click this or that. And uh, people well, here's what they did. Apparently, they uh, they got them to wire $324,000, what they thought was the contractor building the new police station. Two months later, they sent another 289000 So the total was $613,727 in the electronic payments. The invoices looked identical to the previous ones, except... The account number where the money would be sent was different. That's why I think this is some kind of inside job. Almost Because always. they were able to duplicate the actual contractor's invoices, but all they did was rub out his bank account and put in their own to divert the money. Hey, That's the, what it looks like happened. The kind of people who work in dead-end government jobs, if you offer them a significant cut of, of a $600,000 haul, you'll, you'll get somebody. And if it doesn't work in Fresno, you know, tr try it in Stockton. Doesn't work in Stockton, try it in Bakersfield. You'll find somebody. Uh, if if they, you know, if they get ten percent or five percent, that's that that's pretty great. Yeah, twenty five, yeah. fifty thousand dollars. All you have to do is look the other way on this paperwork. Process it looks this. Like uh, they carried out this scam in two other cities, not <laughs> named in the story, that lost twice as much money as Fresno did. So who's ever doing this, maybe it's possible that they can hack into a contractor's uh, records and then find out, you know, who they're billing. And then they can somehow duplicate the billing invoices and just change the bank account and ship them off to a city to pay. Maybe that's what they're doing. Well, that would be that would be actually ingenious. I've been reading a lot about cyber attacks because of the Russia situation. And most businesses in America have little to no protection. It costs a lot of money, and you have to hire the right company. You have to know what you're doing. But bottom line, it costs a lot of money. Right. And company, and, and quickly, it becomes outdated. As fast as the good guys figure out how to block a certain kind of scam, the bad guys have found another loophole. And even Microsoft struggles with this. There are ransomware viruses that fly around the world through Microsoft networks all the time. And it, it's very difficult because... You, if if you're the good guys, you got to be perfect. You're like a hockey goalie. You got to stop everything. If you're the bad guys. You got all day and night. You might have 10, 20, 30 guys in your group, and you you're wha you're whacking away and whacking away. You find a, an opening, and if it works, you all get a lot of money. So it looks it's, like the, uh, it's an eternal fight. It looks like the city tried to really cover this up. The Sacramento Bee was the paper that, uh, or the sorry, the Fresno Bee was the one that was trying to pry itself to find out more. 
and they got a hold of some emails. Uh, they were uh, between some city officials, a former city manager, a city controller, a city attorney. They were talking about the fraud. And one of them sent an email that said, listen to this sentence. What is the status of the payment we made to Prince in Africa? Did we get our money back? Which tells me that's someone that knows that they got scammed, right? This is after they got scammed mm. and is trying to find out if there's a way they can claw back the money. But that reference to Prince in Africa <laughs> makes me think it is another Nigerian scammer. I don't know what that means. It, it might it's be. It's not explained in the story. Yeah, it might be. Or it might be a, a cover to throw off the... Oh, uh, like some sort of code words? Throw you off the trail, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but who knows? It, it, it could be anything. I mean, there's just there's thousands and thousands of these. I mean, the, I, I, you can trace to a cer certain extent maybe what city the fraudulent uh, transactions are originating from. Well, they've said they've invested another $10 million in their IT infrastructure. Mm -hmm. They added more IT personnel. Right. Including see? risk management analysts. I always like the people that have the there title. You go. I'm a risk manager. But, but see, all that they didn't have, which means they were vulnerable. I think most businesses, certainly most governments... Obviously, most governments look at the uh, the unemployment office. Yeah, well, the, I'll be like you. It's Fresno. I mean, what are you expecting? Well, exactly. What are you expecting? You're, you're, you've got you've got government employees in Fresno. Okay, <laughs> the, these aren't Google engineers working there. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI AM six forty. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, the uh, moist line is day after tomorrow. We understand there's uh, plenty of openings for your messages on whatever you want to shout about or calmly tell us. One eight seven seven moist eighty six. One eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Well, if you shout, we'll be... you're more likely to get on. Probably does work that way, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If you're too dull, yeah, this you is, might not make This is cut. not uh, Spectrum One News here, so. I don't watch that. Is that what that's Holy like? Holy crap. You you haven't? I don't oh, have Spectrum Cable. Is that what it is? Part of uh, yeah, cable, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too... Oh, it, so. oh, it's got a lot of hoots on it. Major hoots. Oh. That is funny. The people that paid like $100 billion for the Dodgers, is that... <laughs> well, hope that works out for them. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe that amount. Uh, no, uh, I think they uh, sold. I think they sold out to Spectrum. That was Time Warner that originally paid all that money. I, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know the deal was. No, years no. Ago, the right. Spectrum News Channel is the dullest, wokest, uh, most bizarre thing you will ever see in your life. Oh, I've never. Yeah. yeah. I think we played a story from them once. But yeah, no. It's uh, it, it's 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 so progressive. It's funny. It makes you laugh out loud. We'll be at the Gascon Recall Desk at five oh five. Our guest will be former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley for an update. On the recall, they put out a brand new press release today, updating on the numbers and where they are and the fundraising that comes up right after the news at five o'clock. Vladimir Putin today on the topic of Ukraine, Russia, and of course the big headlines, you probably know by now, the president of Ukraine addressed Congress, blah, blah, blah. He asked for a no-fly zone, blah, blah, blah. Biden's going to give $800 million more in military equipment. There's a segment in Congress that still wants... Uh, Ukraine to get those fighter jets. They were supposed to come from Poland. Remember that story last week? And that whole thing got scuttled when the Polish went out and told everybody, yeah, we'll put them in Germany and the U.S. can deliver them. Went, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so uh, they're still pushing for the Ukrainians to get the fighter jets. Vladimir Putin 
went on a rant today, especially a warning to Russian traitors. He refers to them, and of course, this is all interpretation, the Russian language into English, so it gets a little weird at parts, using them as a fifth column to destroy Russia. Have you ever heard that reference before? A fifth yes. Column? Yeah, they, no, they, uh, it's an old term. Let me get the exact definition here. I've heard of the fifth element. It's a group within a country at war who are sympathetic to its enemies. Ah. Well, that's what he's talking about. Here's part of what he said. Of course, they, referring to the West, will try to bet on the so-called fifth column on traitors, on those who earn their money here but live over there. Live, not in the geographical sense, but in the sense of their thoughts, their slavish thinking. Any people, and especially the Russian people, will always be able to distinguish the true patriots from the scum and the traitors and to just spit them out like a midge that accidentally flew into their mouths. Oh, a midge is a, is a bug. It's a little tiny bug, a gnat. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what, is the, what is the Russian word for scum? I don't know. Well, you want that one? I'd, li I'd like to use it on people. You call, you know, you call them scum in particular and they don't know. No, just uh, in general. And you run into, you know, like uh, a lawyer or a politician. Uh, let's see. Russian what's interesting is that scum. this is what Putin tried to do to the U.S., particularly back with the presidential election in 2016. He was trying to foment a lot of internal civil disruption in the United States. Those hackers were putting in all this racist stuff. They were trying to fire up different groups to rebel. He was trying to really split our country. Now he's acting like we're doing that to him with these traitors. Yeah. Is he referring to that woman that went on the TV news with the sign he, about you stop know, the I, war? He, he just says the opposite of whatever is happening. And whatever charge is leveled against him, he repurposes the charge back at you. Right. It's kind of like what people did in, in third grade. Well, they passed a law that makes public actions aimed at discrediting Russia's, Russia's army illegal. And it bans the spread of fake news or the public dissemination of deliberately false information about the use of the armed forces of the Russian Federation. It looks like uh, scum is pronounced scum in Russian. Well, then that's pretty close to mm -hmm. yeah. the same thing. Maybe it's a Russian of Russian origin. Scum! Now, also right. making news today about what can happen to you, a Russian model, she's attractive, who called Vladimir Putin a psychopath has been found dead and stuffed inside a suitcase. There you go. Greta Vedler. She's only 23 now. She went on a rant a year ago, but it was not long after that she went missing. They don't know if the, the two events do not appear to be connected. Well. Her ex-boyfriend has now confessed to strangling her to death before driving her 300 miles to what's called the uh, mm. Lipex, Lipex region, abandoning her body. Yeah, unless the boyfriend uh, was requested was a, to do that. Or he was a Putin fan, and he was quite offended that yeah. she attacked uh, he, he, their you beloved know, president. He, might, he might, have been, uh, <laughs> might have been a setup. Well, they're saying that he slept in a hotel room for three nights with her dead body. <laughs> then he stuffed it in Jeez. a newly bought suitcase. Oh, my God. The man then left her body in the trunk for a year, but kept posting to her social media pages You're, to make it look like she was still alive. Well, I mean, what a, what a psycho. I mean, what an absolute psycho. Actually, put her like in a story you hear slept, here, right? For, slept for three days. He's, he must be a member of Putin's cabinet. He's, well, he missed her. What'd you say the, the word was? Podonok. Podonok. That's scum in Russian.
Oh, well, that's different than what you just. Yeah, I was misled by the. You put donut. Uh, by the Google. Sounds Padonuk. like a donut. Yeah. Padonuk. Padonuk. Eric knows Russian or? As a friend who knows Russian. Oh, <laughs> so he quickly asked. There used to be a Russian guy that worked. At the your, your, fil- that guy? your filthy Padonuk. <laughs> um, uh, so even though the headline makes you think that this woman's disappearance was connected to her outrage and calling Putin a psychopath, it looks like her boyfriend did her in. But it's like it's, it's this funny eye catcher because it made me click the story. Russian model who trashed Putin on social media found dead in suitcase. Mm-hmm. Dot dot report. Oh, I, that's why I clicked the story too. That's a great headline. Yeah, it is a great headline. It makes you think, oh man, you speak out against Putin, you're going to end up in a suitcase. Hey, you know what? And, and it's still uh, a, a, a story you want to read. I mean, anytime. Well, you yeah, for what happened now that he strangled yeah. her to death and put her body in the bed for three yeah. days. Yeah, you're not going to pass up that story. And of uh, course, his first name is Dimitri. Of course. One of the five names, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, a lot of nastiness going on. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobalt, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Everywhere. Well, if you get the uh, evil Netflix streaming service, and we call it that because one of the co-founders and top guys is Reed Hastings, who gives all his money to woke DAs to yeah. undo all of our criminal justice in he's, California. He spent a fortune on his George wife, Gip- apparently, is a pip, too. Yeah. Millions. Millions on Gascon. Yeah, these, some... are the, these, are the, these are the oligarchs that made life miserable in California. Yeah, we should do a whole series on the oligarchs. California's oligarchs? The ones who donate money to all these horrific progressive politicians. Right. And, and you know, money does win elections because it really raises just the awareness of someone's name. Especially and there's lo- a lot of people that voted for George Gascon that did not know he was going to undo the criminal justice system in this yeah. manner. They did not know that. But because of all the money backing him, he certainly got a high profile, which is what led to his victory. So, well, we'll talk about George Gascon after five o'clock and an update on the recall effort of the L.A. County D.A. Netflix has returned a satirical comedy series called Servant of the People to the U.S. airwaves. Why are we mentioning this? Do yeah. you know who the star is? The star is Vladimir Zelensky. That's correct. It was a satirical comedy series starring Ukraine's now president of, I think people pronounce it Volodymyr. Yeah, it's the Ukrainian version of Vladimir. Oh, it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, because I've heard it pronounced Vladimir, but I look at it, it's V-O-L-O. Mm. Volodymyr. Volodymyr? Voldemort. Voldemort. Uh, the series began in 2015. It ran for three seasons. Zelensky actually ran for president then. He launched his actual campaign for the presidency in 2019. It follows a teacher who unexpectedly becomes president after a video of him complaining about corruption goes viral. And I remember this after he won the election. You and I covered this when he won. And we said, wow, the comedian is now president of Ukraine. And this wasn't long after Trump became our president. Yeah, and they elected a, yeah, we elected a comedian. Uh, Italy elected a comedian, too. We elected a comedian? Italy, yeah, they elected. No, you said we did. A Trump. You consider him a comic, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I actually. I mean, he was a TV person. But but his stand-up that he does when he does his. uh, Oh, yes, you're right. uh, The way he picks on people with his nicknames. I I could tell he, like, absorbed uh, the comedians of his childhood just in his delivery, his rhythm. Like Don Rickles? (laughs) Yeah, like Don Rickles. Those kind of guys. Take that clown over there. he He just had that same kind of rhythm and timing. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, people asked, and the streaming service said you asked, and it's back. It'll, it's going to start streaming today. He's a high school history teacher. Uh, he complains about corruption. The series began in 2015, only ran for three seasons, but he actually left because he ran for president. And uh, under the banner of a new political party, which was called Servant of the People, he won more than 73% of the votes. Yeah. And I'll bet his approval rating's even higher than that right now in Ukraine. When you're a likable character on television, uh, when you project strength, as I assume he did as, a, as this president character, right. then it has effect on people's brains. It's, Trump does not win without being on The Apprentice for all those years. That showed him in charge. Oh, yeah, no, that raised his profile. He was just known as this New York real estate mogul. Yeah, but, I mean, to show him in a decisive setting with the wood-paneled backdrop of the uh, fake boardroom and, uh, you know, him quickly analyzing who's good, who's bad at their job. They're fired. Yeah, people uh, people like that a lot. And Yeah, and, they and, did see him as an in-charge decision maker. And they longed for, for something like that instead of, you know, the dithering types that we had. Because Bush uh, Jr. and Obama were ditherers. They didn't, they didn't come across as being strong. Right. And Trump came across as being very strong. And then he just crushed everybody in the debates. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back to a ditherer. Yeah, I know. Now <laughs> we got a ditherer again. The people just go back and forth between different personality types because we just get sick of somebody and we go for something else. But uh, I, I think it's pretty certain Trump is coming back in 24. Yeah. So I don't think there's any doubting that. Yeah, people are just waiting for the official announcement, which they keep dangling like. But I heard his social media thing hasn't really kind of fell flat after the first week. Is that true? His it's, new social media it's not getting, platform? Yeah, it's not getting much, much interest. Yeah. Most of these alternative social media platforms, there's a number of them, and they have a smattering of fanatics. Yeah, but if you complain about, you know, the tech oligarchs that run, you know, the Facebooks yeah. and the Twitters... But, it, but it, you really ought to just go for something else. Yeah, but you got your friends have to go too. Your friends have to go because you you know you're you're writing all your uh, your great uh, pro- yeah, proclamations. Yeah, share it with all these people so that, you, you, that follow you. Right? right, you want the likes, and yeah. and if you go over to uh, an alternative without your crowd coming with you, then there's no likes. You're right. shouting into a vacuum. Uh, today uh, we give you another update on the Russian oligarchs, Spain entered the picture. They impounded one of the world's biggest super yachts in Spanish territorial waters. The ship was impounded in the Spanish port of Tarragona, pending an inspection to determine its exact ownership. The ship called the Crescent was registered, of course, in the Cayman Islands. (laughs) That's like a cliche, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it works. (laughs) That's the safe space. Right. Uh, they have already grabbed, this is the third such yacht that they have grabbed that allegedly belongs to uh, Russian oligarchs. Uh, they're still trying to determine the one I just mentioned, but one of the other yachts, the Valerie, is supposedly owned well, indirectly by Sergei Chemizov, the head of Rostec, a Russian industrial conglomerate that makes military technology and equipment. What a weird subculture we've, we've discovered here. Russian, Russian oligarchs, oligarchs and their their yachts and their mansions. It's and, a six hundred million dollar yacht. Yeah, I can't. I can't even comprehend. That is hard to believe. I know. Uh, they're 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 like floating hotels. Yeah, I just I mean six hundred million. Mm-hmm. But it shows you how much money they've looted. 
Think of all the homeless we could house. Why don't you? Think of all the things we could do with that. money. I mean, children you know could educate. And you know what's funny is these guys didn't work for the money. They were just awarded the the industry or the business. Because they were Putin they were, yeah, backers? They, they, they were in, yeah, they were, they were Putin buddies right. and inside connections when... Uh, uh goes back to the 90s, actually. Boris Yeltsin was... Uh, was president and this is part of the theory why we think the russian military is flopping because a lot of yeah. money was given to the oligarchs they were supposed to spend they were supposed the to build the military <laughs> instead this guy's got a 600 million dollar yacht <laughs> that's only one of his toys yeah there's your battalion right there all right we'll be at the gascon recall desk next john and ken Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.